All right, let's have some fun with the, with the Gemara today, as, as we should have every day. <coughs> you don't have fun with Gemara, it's very hard to be creative with it. Creativity and play are very closely connected. And one has to be able to also play in the, in, in the Gemara and the Sugiyo, and one has to be able to have fun with it. So we start off with, why do we light candles at the table on Shabbos? Any just any some quick answers? Why do we light candles? Sorry? Shalom Bais. Any other reasons? Only Shabbos. COVID Shabbos. All the good reasons. Sorry? Shalom Vazacha. All the good reasons. So let's understand why we really do it. <coughs> Says the, um, the Rambam in Hilchus Shabbos Perikei, the beginning of Perikei, Hadlakat Nerj Beshabbat Enar Rashut Imratza Madlik Veimratza Enamadlik. Lighting candles on Shabbos is not a rishus that you can if you want to, you don't, if you don't want to. Nor is it a mitzvah of the type where you've got to go to enormous efforts. If you, if you need to have bread, you've got to wash, you've got to go far to find water if necessary, because it's a mitzvah. So chovah is something between rishut and mitzvah. Rishut means you can if you want to. Mitzvah means you have to. And chova is, it's, it's your duty to, but if you don't, you don't. And men and women have to have lit candles in their house on Shabbos. Interesting, he doesn't say you have to light candles. You've got to have, you've got to have light in the, in, on Shabbos. Because this is part of Oenig Shabbos. <coughs> We have to make a bracha before. <coughs> Says the Marian Mishnah, what's the, the Makor? So you'll remember already, you should, uh, as, as I read the Rambam, the Gemara and Shabbos Tafchufe, a few months back, should come to your mind, where Rav Yehuda said, Adlachat Nebe Shabbat Chova. That word of Chova <coughs> associated with Adlachas Nebe Shabbos was a mimer of Rav Yehuda in Shabbos Chofe. And why? He says, Vuhu Mipnei Kovada Shabbos. Says the Magid Mishnah, it's because of Kovod Shabbos. But the Rambam says Oenig Shabbos. So what, what does the Magid Mishnah mean because it's Kovod Shabbos? Kovod Shabbos and Oenig Shabbos are different. Oenig Shabbos is subjective. It's the pleasure you get on Shabbos. Kovod is the honor you give. It's got nothing to do with pleasure. So what's the Makor, says the Magid Mishnah in Shabbos, and that's where we had Rav Nachman saying Nebe Shabbos Chovod. The Gemara doesn't say it's because of Kovit Shabbos. The Magid Mishnah adds that in. It's because of Kovit Shabbos. But the Rambam said Oenig Shabbos. So Tosfa seems to deal with that. And he says, On that Gemara in Chafei, Tosfa says, Perush b'makom What the Gemara is discussing there is lighting candles at the table. There are two different halachas, it would seem, according to Tosfa. Having light in the house and lighting at the table. Two different things. And why at the table? That's the chovah. That's that you should have your meal where there's light. Because of oinig. So lighting at the table is oinig. Having light in the house is covered. That you should come into the house and it's not dark. That's covered Shabbos. But to have lights at the table is oinig. And that would be, seem to be what the Rambam is talking about. 
lights at the table of Admed Lakat Neir Gufei Loav Parich Abaya. But Abaya wouldn't have asked in the Gemara there about just lighting candles. We know that's a chayva. The pshita the chayva. I don't need Rav Yehuda to tell me that it's a duty to have light in the house. It's none because we learn in a Mishnah further on in in Shabbos Al Gimel Averot Nashim Meitot Bishat Leidatan Asher Inan Zirut Bad Lakat Aner Chas V'Sholem. It's one of the causes of of women, God forbid, dying in childbirth is because they weren't careful with with lighting candles. So we know that's a chayva. Says Tosfos, what we're discussing here is not having light in the house. That, of course, is a chava. What we're discussing, the chidush of Rav Yehuda, is even if you have light in the house, you've also got to have light at the table. And that's the chava, and that's because of Oenik Shabbos. Where does that come from? Now we come to our Gemara. And our Gemara is based on, the, on a posuk in, in Parshas Ekev. I fed you with man in the desert which your fathers had never seen. So as to afflict you. And in order to, to test you, to be good for you in the, in the long term. And on this word, our Gemara goes into a, a, a lot of detail because this part of the Gemara is dealing with what is inuimin on Yom Kippur. What aren't you, how, how are you ma'ane yourself? Do you have to sit in the sun when it's very hot? Do you have to sit in the shade when it's very cold? What, what is inui? And the Gemara goes through working out what Inu is and comes to the conclusion primarily Inu is about food. And this is one of the, one of the psukim because we see Laman Anotcha. But here it seems that the giving of food was the Inui. That the, that the fact that we had mon was our inui, was our affliction. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Ami Asichad Omar. So there's two, two views as to what the inui was in the, in the midbar. At the end of the day, every single day they got food, and the food could taste like anything they wanted. Where's the inui? What's the, what's the, where's the affliction? One says the affliction was that every night you went to sleep and the refrigerator was empty and there was nothing in the closets and the cupboards were empty. There was no food in the house. Every night there was no food in the house. That's very difficult to live that way. And the other one said it's all very well that mon could taste like whatever you wanted it to taste, but the appearance didn't change. So when the mon was put on the table every day, the meal looked the same. It tasted different, but it looked the same, and that's Inui. For food to, to look the same every day, that's Inui. Omar Rav Yosef, Mikan Remes Lusumin Shoichlin says Rav Yosef, from here you see that blind people eat and can't be satisfied. It's hard to have severe because part of severe, and this is an important concept in, in diet. The, the, what, what the dietitians get wrong is they think the only source of energy is the calories. But there are many things that give you energy. We know we can get energy from things that excite us. We can get energy from things that inspire us. You can get energy from how good the food looks. The appearance of the food can nourish you. So if you can draw that nourishment from the food, then you need less calories. Because part of your because the, 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 the energy you get from the aesthetic of the food doesn't add weight, add weight. It's free energy. So if you can appreciate the food, if you can pause for a moment and look at the food, and that's why those people who put a lot of effort, you go to a fancy restaurant or um, hostesses who really are good at that, put a lot of effort into the appearance. We talked once before about framing the food on, on, on tableware and making it look beautiful. There's, there's a whole experience in the food before you even taste it the first time. And that energizes you. Says Rav Yosef, without that aesthetic side of the food, 
it doesn't satisfy. You need more and more food because all you're getting is physical calories. And there's a part of you that is nourished not by the physical, but by the spiritual, by the aesthetic. And if you're not getting the aesthetic, that part remains unsatisfied. So you feel unsatisfied, so you eat more. So you feel unsatisfied, so you eat more. That's the problem in the United States and now the whole world with junk food. What is junk food? It's calories without aesthetic. That's the whole thing. What is a hamburger? You go to a place, you get a hamburger, you put it in your mouth. It's, it's aesthetics without a falafel is the same thing. It's, aesthet- it's, it's, it's calories without aesthetics. You sit down to a meal and you go, you know, the French know how to do it. How come the French eat so much and they're, and they're always, you know, they're trim, they're not, they're not overweight? Because they eat small quantities, beautifully presented. And they take their time. The Japanese the same. Uh, this idea, you go to a sushi place and says, all, all you can eat, you can, you can buy as much as you want for the, for, for the amount that you pay. That's against the very concept of sushi. The whole concept of sushi is little pieces. Eat a little bit, slowly, but it looks beautiful. Take time to appreciate the aesthetic of it. That, says Rav Yosef, is, why, is what they were missing in the, in the Midbar. They didn't have an aesthetic. All they had was the nutrition and the taste. And that's Inui for somebody who appreciates the aesthetics of food, to have food that looks ugly, that looks the same every time. That's Inui. And therefore, says Abaya, you should eat in a, in a light place. That's our Gemara. The Torah to Mima brings a Medrash Avchir. The Medrash Avchir is an unknown Medrash. We don't have a copy of it. It's quoted here and there. The only place we really have it is in the Yalkut Shimoni. I'm not sure if that's where the Torah to Mima found it. The Torah to Mima is an amazing human being. The Torah to Mima was the son of the Oruch HaShulchan. Um, and the Oruch HaShulchan's wife, the Torah to Mima's mother, was the sister of the Netziv, who was also his Rebbe. So the Netziv is his uncle. You've seen that English book, which is taken from... The, the, the Torah Tamima's unbelievable history book. He writes a history of his time. Four volumes, Makor Baruch. And they took a piece of it and they called my, father, my uncle the Nativ because his uncle was the Nativ. The Nativ was also his brother-in-law. Very, very peculiarly because when the Nativ married a second time, he married the Oruch HaShulchan's sister. He married the, um, the Torah Tamima's sister. So he had this double relationship with the Nativ. So he's a, a relative of the Nitziv, he's a Talmud of the Nitziv, he's a Talmud of, of Rabbi Yoshua but he's an incredibly original thinker. thinker. He was a banker. He turned down a Rabonis in, in Moscow, he turned down a Rabonis in St. Petersburg, big cities. He turned down the Rabonis and he worked as a bank manager in, 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 in Pinsk, Minsk, in Pinsk, I think it was. He worked as a bank manager. And he's a really original thinker and, and says things that, that um, he was also a, a Zionist. He was a very pro-Israel and he helped Mizrahi get itself started. So you can imagine he wasn't, wasn't always that popular. And his forum were banned at certain times by certain places, in certain places. But my father was a big fan of his. Um, and my father used to say clearly everything he writes, he heard in the Beit Mitziv. This all this comes from the uh, the, the Beit Harav, from the from Rabbi Soloveitchik, the Beit Salevi, or from the Nitziv. That's where his Torah came from. Uh, it, it's just so powerful. And he writes, he brings the Medrash Avkir that says on this posuk of Hamachilcha Man Bamidbar Mikan Remez Laadlakat Haner B'Shabes. From this posuk, I gave you man in the midbar, which your fathers had not seen, in order to afflict you, says the midrash of Kir, says the midrash, ah, here we get the source of lighting, Shabbos, lighting candles on Shabbos. Where? What's it going to do with it? Says the, says the Torah to Mima. 
אבל יתבהר, דקי מכיוון שזה האוכל, האוכל ואין רואה. נקרא יענוי, since we've just seen that if you eat and you can't see what you're eating, it's called עינוי, ושבת מחויב בעונג, and Shabbos has to be the opposite of עינוי, it has to be עונג, לכן צריך להדליק נר כדי שיראה מה שאומר יאכל ויהנה מאכילתו. That's why you need light on the table so that you can enjoy the aesthetics of the food that is being presented to you. You don't want the, your, the, your wife goes to a great deal of trouble to make the plate look beautiful, come to the table, you can't see it, it's all dark. The idea is to have food and the right kind of lighting. Light has, is, an, is an ambience. The right kind of lighting, do you want bright lighting, do you want darkish lighting, do you want candle lighting, do you want electric lighting? Lighting is part of the way you present the meal. And that's, and that's part of the, of the Oineg of Shabbos. And he brings out toast with the toast that we learned in, in Shabbos. So we see from here the importance of the, of the aesthetic and how we can draw energy from the aesthetic as well and the disadvantage that a blind person is. Rav Yosef himself was blind. He knew what he was talking about uh, when he said a blind person doesn't get severe from that. Um, there's a discussion as to whether Rav Yosef learned how to get that sphere or not, and that's another topic. But what's interesting for, over here is the fact that with, um, in our posuk of Amar Man Bamidbar, and the two views of Rav Asi and um, uh, Rav Ami, who we got Rav Ami and Rav Asi, Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi. So there were two problems with the food. The one was that there was not enough left over. There was nothing left over. You had to finish it and there was nothing that could be kept for the next day. And the other was the light. So we've talked about the fact that the, the food looked the same every time and what the problem with that was. From this we can also understand, I think, the importance of the mitzvah of Shalosh Sudas. Why do you have to have three meals on Shabbos? It's always bothered me. Really, Shabbos, you three meals? You've got to have, even in the short winter days, you've got to force yourself to have, what's this three meals? Why is it so important that that, that, that should be part of Shabbos? That you have to learn Torah, understand. That you've got to daven in the morning and come to Simon's Chabura after that. And then, I understand, I get it, that's Shabbos. You have a little bit of smoked salmon that Paul prepares at the Chabura and it's beautiful and wonderful. I understand that too. But Shalosh Suudot, you've still got to have three full meals. Why? Because if you've got to have three meals and you're not allowed to prepare food on Shabbos, then what happens at the beginning of Shabbos? You know you've got three meals in the refrigerator. You know three meals already. You've got pat besalo. No matter how poor you are, you know three meals are organized. So you can enjoy the first meal of Shabbos differently. You can enjoy the second meal of Shabbos differently. It's to create oneg. You can't have onig if you've only got enough. If the Torah allowed you just to have one meal, you would have your Friday night meal and you would be thinking about who knows when my next meal is. The Torah doesn't want that. The Torah wants you to have your Friday night meal and know there's another two meals in the kitchen. Uh, have your Shabbos morning meal, you know there's still another meal this evening. No shortage of food so that there can be onig. Because onig requires two things. Onig requires aesthetics, the ability to enjoy the appearance of what you're eating. And onig requires... Being settled and knowing that you don't have to, uh, you don't have to worry about what is, what is yet to come. And even though that's Oneg, it's interesting that we see the Lamana Notcha, Hashem takes us through the desert experience because Hashem wants us to realize, although having food in, this, in the refrigerator is comforting, but for real emuna and Bitochen, it's good to know that end of the day, tomorrow starts again, <coughs> and you're dependent on the Rebona Shalom, and any businessman knows that. As much as we think, we think we're secure and we feel secure, we all know even a good business can disappear overnight. Uh, and things can change very suddenly, as we've heard, as we've felt in the last 
year or 18 months. And that although we have this illusion of Pat Basala, we think it comes, our salaries come, our revenue comes, uh, our dividends come, it's not really Pat Basala. We've got to go back to the desert experience and feel what it's like every day to know that each day is a new risk and new opportunity. And each day to feel, let's see what today will bring so that we can come closer to Hashem in the Ma'ana Notcha. Yeah.